Today, we face the end of an era. Throughout the Daybell Vallow murder investigation and court, Mark Means has brought us hilarity, hysteria, and a whole lot of huh? With air quotes, of course. The prosecution applied, and the judge has complied. Mark Means has been disqualified. <laughs> Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and um, dumbfounded partner in crime. How'd you like that intro vid there, Katie? That was the best piece of cinematography you have ever produced. Ever. Why, thank you. And I've seen you do some beautiful work, but really, <laughs> that takes the cake. <laughs> Well, guys, I think you know why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Instead oh. of uh, doing the case we were going to do tonight, we decided to come on live and uh, share some joyous news. Blockbuster news. news. Yes, yeah. blockbuster news. Yeah. Wow. Mark Means has been disqualified as Lori DeBelval's attorney. Per. The uh, ruling that just came out today, yep. it was um, originally leaked out into the world by Justin Lum, who is, yeah, so we have reached the end of the means. Yes, we have. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, he's going to fight this tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. and we're keeping an eye on the old Twitter. Deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching Twitter and so far there's been nothing. I had a thought. I mean, we're going to talk about all of this, but I had a thought. Yeah. Is it possible that Mark's attorney has told him not to say anything? Uh, I would think at this point, that's probably true. There's no way he's not in trouble. Uh, yeah, he's in, he's in big trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, my thought. But we'll see. We'll keep our eye on the tweets because, uh, if he's going to mouth off, that'll be where it happens. Right. For sure. So what's happened is that the prosecutor has basically filed and said there is a conflict of interest here. And although we have, you know, it's been ruled on in the past, it needs to be ruled on again. Because back in June of 2020, when all this shit went down, Lori was already in jail Chad was arrested because the bodies of the children were found on his property. They were in court and it, it was a, it was a court. It was a hearing for Lori and means was representing her and the prosecutor brought it up and said, Hey, uh, you know, he has been the, 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 uh, attorney of record for her co-conspirator, yeah. her husband, Chad Daybell. And we're not sure that he should be the attorney in this situation. And, you know, he means had gone so far as to put it out on social media that he was the attorney of record for Chad Daybell and all this yeah. stupid crap. And at the time, basically, the judge said to Lori and Chad, are you guys OK with this or is this a problem for you? Well, he also said to Mark Means, 
have you ever at any point been <laughs> right. Chad Daybell's attorney? And that mofro said no. That's right. He said no in yeah. court, in open court to the judge's face, said no. And the prosecutor was like, hold the phone. That is not true. Mm-hmm. Brought all this up. So basically, Lori said she was okay with it. And as long as Lori was okay with it, then it was okay. Well, here we are now, 18 months and wiser about this whole freaking situation. And what the what the prosecutor is saying is, hey, this wasn't a death penalty case when that decision was made. Mm-hmm. You know, this was this was charges on the concealment of evidence and destruction of evidence which was actually the bodies of the children right which was punishable by up to like five years right this was not what we're looking at now death penalty right so we're not going to read you the entire thing it's very long um but there was one section that was pretty important and you're going to see why so we're going to read this part for you and this is the judge (laughs) I'm going to try not to laugh, but it's hard. Finally, the very actions taken by Mr. Means raise questions about his ability to continue in his representation of Vallow. Uh, concomitant to a conflict analysis is an analysis of whether the decisions of counsel demonstrate their ability to uphold their duties to clients, past and present. Mr. Means has potentially made himself a witness in the case. (laughs) (laughs) That is the best part of the whole brief. Because that is the sickest burn ever. That he has tried to claim that the prosecutor made himself a witness. Yeah. And now Means is literally getting disqualified, partly because he made himself a witness. That's referencing the October 27th uh, shitstorm that he filed. You know, right. claiming that Lori's attorney or, you know, that Lori's counselor made her call the Mormon church, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about that a hundred times. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the end of his undoing. Right. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Means potentially made himself a witness in the case by filing multiple pleadings in the form of declarations containing factual assertions of Mr. Means submitted under penalty of perjury. The unusual manner of practice has further caused the court to be concerned about the effectiveness of Mr. Means' representation of Vallow in the case. Also of concern is a possible intentional or unintentional waiver of Vallow's attorney-client privilege where Mr. Means has submitted to the record purported facts from statements Vallow made to Mr. Means under the umbrella of the privilege she enjoys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she enjoys. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, while she has been deemed incompetent to proceed, this is precisely the situation that ethics rules caution against, where the rules stress that lawyers should avoid becoming witnesses in their clients' cases. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> <laughs> an, an actual conflict exists in this case due to Mr. Means' former representation of Daybell and the timing of that representation and Daybell's waiver is insufficient to overcome the risk of harm in allowing Mr. Means to remain counsel to any party connected to this case. 
Additionally, Mr. Means' practice of submitting declarations under penalty of perjury, which he chose to do, he did not have to file those things that way, he chose that, have called into question his ability to competently and effectively represent Vallow going forward, despite the pending stay in this case. Finally, the court, in balancing the rights of Vallow to, to counsel of her choice and her present inability to be thoroughly examined to ascertain whether she could knowingly, intelligently, and meaningfully waive her right to conflict-free qualified counsel given the potential for a penalty of death she faces in the crime she is charged with, must cautiously act to protect her rights. The thing we and everybody else have mm -hmm. been saying all, all along. this time. Yep. We, we want cannot. her to get a fair trial. <laughs> and we don't want her family to be able to come back later and say, her Sixth Amendment rights were violated. She had inadequate representation. Right. Because she did have inadequate representation. This has been a shit show. It has. Now, we're going to mismark means for the comedic value. I mean, come on. We're now going to get back to the focus of this case, which is murdered children. Right. Right. And get away from all of these, these declarations Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that he's making, literally making himself a witness. Mm -hmm. um, right. We're now just questioning his competency. I <laughs> think that the prosecution has been questioning it all along, but Most has definitely. needed enough. Yeah. Don't you think they just needed enough to go to the judge on this? Well, don't you think it's interesting? They went to the judge in June of this year and filed, a, you know, a, a document asking the judge to take a look at this and consider removing means no this has been going on behind the scenes ever since this is some of the right. behind the scenes stuff that we haven't seen in court when they go into breakout rooms this is some of the stuff they've been fighting out right well ever since means tried to get the prosecutor thrown off of the case he has been trying mm -hmm. to dethrone the king. It, this has been going on now yeah. for two years. And he has looked for any kind of break in the armor of the prosecutor and trying desperately to get him removed from the case. I cannot get over the irony that the prosecutor managed to get him tossed. I, right? It, it It is rather hilarious. And I don't think that that was really the prosecution's intent, except no. that... They've been trying to protect Lori's rights all mm -hmm. along. Yeah. Because that's the bottom line. Well, that's their job. It is. That is their job. Their job and the judge's job is to protect the rights of everybody. Right. So it's no big surprise, but it is, uh, it's pretty wild though, you know. It's not like it's something you see every day in no. a trial like this. It It isn't. No. Well, and I went over to, uh, went over to the state, uh website to look at Lori's case today and uh the state has wasted really no time whatsoever in removing mark <laughs> <laughs> that was nice and quick yeah mm -hmm. so this is the i-court portal mm -hmm. and uh of course Lori is listed as the defendant active attorney archibald james 
Inactive mm-hmm. attorney means Leroy, Mark Leroy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That cracked me up. They've already clicked the button. Yep. Uh, that just made me laugh. That happened real quick. Yeah. And what so, happens with means next? That's a that's a great question. Excuse me. We don't well, know yet. I'm going to assume that Mr. Means is going to have a meeting with the Idaho Bar. I cannot yeah. imagine the Bar Association is not involved at this point or getting involved at this point because he has done some things that definitely could make him uh, raise, could raise some eyebrows, you know. Well, he's got ethics violations. He has I mean, ethics he, violations. He violated attorney-client privilege on, an, on a client who is incompetent in a state hospital, unable to waive that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a huge part of this is that Lori is still considered incompetent and in the hospital, she can't determine if this person is a competent attorney for her or not. And that's yeah. what the judge is saying. that The court has to step in on mm-hmm. her behalf because she cannot make this determination. No. And, you know, has really never been able to make this determination because, no. you know, she believes that uh, Mark is her blue-eyed baby boy from a previous life. I mean, it you is know, not, it's not good here. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that didn't come up in the judge's ruling and it won't. But I think it still stands to say, yes, mm-hmm. there has been some kind of a weird emotional involvement between Mark and Lori all this time. There has. Yeah. And... Amongst all of that, there has certainly been some weirdness there. And then knowing that she told people in the jail that she, Mark, was her previous uh, son from an affair she had with an angel. And she was his blue-eyed, her or he was her blue-eyed angel baby boy. Yeah. That's very concerning and weird. It is. Mark Means should have removed himself from this case a long time ago. Yes. He has allowed his ego to run amok. Yeah. He has had some, you know, stars in his eyes, you know, ideas of grandeur here. And he has made some epic mistakes for his career. So could he be disbarred? I don't know, Cammy. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's possible or he Because we don't know his history too. Has he had other violations? I mean this behavior has been bonkers. Yeah. It's has been beyond he, the pale. You know, had other problems in the past? We don't know. Um, you know, but could there be consequences for him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, could he have sanctions? I we don't know. And 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 we might not ever know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we'll just watch and see you know, what gets released publicly. But, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, Lori is now represented by Jim Archibald, mm-hmm. who is a very competent mm-hmm. death penalty um, certified attorney mm-hmm. who will make sure that things are right, done right for her. Does this mean he can no longer visit Lori? I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he he doesn't have any privilege at this any, point. Yeah, privilege to go see her. Or contact her in any way at the state hospital. I mean, she yeah. is at the state hospital as a patient, but she is still an, she's inmate. Still an inmate. She's still a prisoner. And that means that, uh, you know, she's very limited on who can actually come and visit her. And only her attorney of record can come and visit her. And Mark is no longer her attorney of record. Right. Yeah. Lori 
is not going to like this. No, she isn't, because she doesn't understand. She yeah. doesn't understand, and and that is, you know, kind of a sort of the whole point here mm-hmm. is that she's not well. No. And she has tolerated all of this. I mean, you think about most defendants would not have tolerated this. No. You know, this crazy behavior, you know, no. and all of the pointless hearings and all of the fighting and arguing with the prosecutor that really has had nothing to do with this case and mm-hmm. has had nothing to do with Lori herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Love to be a, a fly in his office. Ooh. Oh, yeah. man. Right. That's got to have been a massive explosion when he uh, oh. found this out. I can only imagine. So, I mean, I have two thoughts, you know. Obviously, it's possible that he's going to uh, try to fight this and freak out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's possible that he will start tweeting and going bananas on it. It's possible that we'll see him on court TV running his mouth and making accusations against the prosecutor. It's possible It's also possible that he's in serious jeopardy of losing his law license and he's going to sit down and shut the hell up under the advice of his own counsel. Right. At this point, he probably has an attorney and he probably has someone making recommendations for him. So, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen with him. I mean, he is a time bomb for sure, Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine that he's willing to risk his law license at this point. No, I can't either. I cannot either. I mean, he's got to understand the severity of the situation, I would hope, at this point. Well, you would certainly think so. Yeah. You would certainly think so. So, as of right now, he has not tweeted anything. We've kept an eye on Twitter. We've been keeping an eye on him all all evening to see. Well, because I don't know. I don't know that Mark can stay quiet. Yeah. I really He's going to struggle. He's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He actually hasn't tweeted since December 2nd. I know. I had noticed he's kind of slowed down on the tweeting. But you know, I mean, here's the thing. This has been going on. This has been moving through the courts for several months. So he knows this has been coming. Right. The, the potential of this has been coming. So with all of that known... Now think back to the big clusterfuck that he uh, filed in court on October 27th that made everybody go, what the hell is he thinking? Right. And this was like his Hail Mary, I think. Yes. This was his Hail Mary. This was his, the prosecutor's being mean to me. Everybody's being mean to me. Yeah. I shouldn't be removed from the case. I should stay. They should be removed. I'm the good guy. This was his attempt to shift the focus away from the fact that he shouldn't have been on the case. Yeah. Frankly, from the time that he lied in open court to Judge Eddins about representing Chad, he should have been off the case. And here's some of the things that we didn't know about that representation. What we did know is that uh, sometime in, let's see, about April of 2020, he tweeted that he was now Chad Daybell's attorney and anyone that needed, uh, you know, contact about Chad needed to contact him. What we did not know is that Mark had also 
emailed the prosecutor and asked him to put out a press release directing everybody to Mark Means as Chad Daybell's attorney. Uh, the prosecutor did not do that, but he did ask him to do that. So that's one thing to note. Yeah. That's the other thing that we did not know that we do know now, know that every conversation that you have when you're in jail is recorded unless it's with your attorney and your attorney does the correct things looking at you, Mark means. But right. when he, sometime in April of 2020, Mark and Sorry, Chad and Lori were having a video chat uh, through the jail's, you know, software. And they had a conversation about the fact that Means was representing them both. And Chad believed that because Means was representing them both, that he could not be called to testify against Lori. Oh. All of those things happened. And there's proof. This is all of the proof that the prosecutor's office brought to the judge and said, look, all of these things happened. All of these things were said. Here's the other thing we didn't know. Remember when Chad was sitting in his car watching them dig up the kids? Yep. And he got on the phone and then very slowly just drove away. Yeah. Everyone thought he called Pryor, right? No. He called Mark Means. Oh, geez. He called his attorney, Mark Means. Mark Means. It was shortly after that that they ended up uh, transferring him over to Pryor. In every way, for a good two months, he was Chad Daybell's attorney. And then lied to Judge Edden's face. And Mm -hmm. Edden's knew he was lying. This is what bothers me. Edens knew he was lying. He knew he was lying because he had the proof in front of him. He knew he was lying because he had all of the proof right there. And rather than take action on that, that he perjured himself in front of the judge, right. he said, well, I guess if you guys want to sign a waiver, I guess it's okay. Yeah. But all the while, the prosecutor has been saying, this is really inappropriate. This yeah. is really inappropriate. He should not be on this case. And here's why. Because this in itself, the fact that there has been this conflict of interest is enough to consider a Sixth Amendment violation of Lori's rights. Right. Just right. This. Well, and especially now because of the, the you know, first degree murder with death penalty attached charges mm-hmm. and Lori's incompetency to she cannot mm-hmm. make these decisions clearly and safely for herself and so you know i i know that the prosecutor has been prevailing on this for quite a while and i'm really glad that they've Mm -hmm. made it because we want both parties to have adequate representation and fair trials so that we don't have to go through all of this again our community does not need to go through all this shit again yeah it's enough now you know Absolutely. And the families and the witnesses and the police and everybody that's been involved. And the but, money. And the money. I mean, the, the counties, yeah. the money that um, Madison and Fremont County have spent on this, I cannot imagine. And we haven't even gotten to trial mm-hmm. yet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I wow. should have, I should clarify that after he called Mark Means, 
he called prior. So he did call them both. But his first phone call was when they were yeah executing that search warrant was means. Yeah, and everybody, I I know, I remember when it happened, we all talked about that was probably a call to prior. Yep. I wonder if Means told him he needed to call prior. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Okay, so how was Chad talking to Lori while in jail? Okay, before Chad was arrested, he wasn't charged with any crime, and yeah. he wasn't arrested. So Lori was in jail from February 2020 until June 2020. It, during that time period, Chad wasn't charged with anything. And so he had every right to talk to her. When you're right. in jail, at least the Madison County Jail, a lot of jails have this. It's called the Tellmate system. Yeah. And yeah. we have it in Bonneville County, too. Mm-hmm. And the way they do it mostly is with a tablet. And you have money on your account. And you can basically video chat or phone chat with uh, people on the outside if yeah. you have money on your account to do so. And we right. know that during that time, they were speaking for hours every day. A good amount of Tammy's life insurance money went to those pools to be able to talk to each other for hours every day while Lori well, was Yeah, because it's not cheap. I mean, to speak for hours, oh, no. that's That costs that's a lot. That costs a lot. And But we also know that those calls are recorded and reviewed. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. No, once they were both in jail, they couldn't have any more contact with each other. Yeah. Jessica, you're correct. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. They have not had no contact since then. And now she will have no contact with means because, you know, yeah. Why didn't they walk through their portal? Right. (laughs) Right. You would think so. Yeah. Yep. Well, I agree, David. I mean, there's a lot going on in Lori's mind. A lot. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the ignorance is very high with Mark Means. Honestly, all of this is why Means should have recused himself a long time ago. He should have yeah. removed himself. He, he knew. He should have known that this yeah. has been inappropriate from the get-go. But well, instead, it has. he lied to the judge. Right. In he order lied to, to the stay judge on the case. He has been got away with it. to stay. Yeah. No. For all this time, mm-hmm. I mean, thank God this he was removed before the actual trials happen, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. trial or whatever we're going to end up with, yeah. um, you know, so that there's no question here. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, it's we just were saying, wow, things have been pretty quiet in the Dave Valo case. We haven't had much to say in the last couple of weeks. And then boom, bomb dropped. Mm -hmm. Huge bomb dropped. Yeah. Uh, Any thoughts on how this uh, could affect Lori's competency? We're waiting for her to get spiffed up and return to court. Do you think that this is going to throw a big uh, curveball for her? Uh, Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I do feel like they're probably going to see some backsliding in whatever progress she has made. Um, Mm -hmm. Her attachment to him is well beyond the attachment of, you know, attorney client. It's Mm -hmm. obviously um, a different kind of relationship there and an inappropriate one for an attorney. Mm -hmm. And I think she will uh, backslide. I think it will take them some time because she, Mm -hmm. you know, has this vision that he's going to save her. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, you know, obviously, yeah, um, yeah. 
you know, I, I yeah. think it will. I think it's going to take them some time mm-hmm. to, uh, to get yeah. her, you know, to recover from this because, you know, she yeah. doesn't appear to like her new, her current attorney now. Archibald. Well, if we uh, can listen to what Means said in his latest filing, right? it was to, when he fired back at the prosecution, it was to be sure that we all understand that when she was trying to call the attorneys of the LDS church, which she kind of did, but uh, mm-hmm. that uh, it was, he wanted to be sure it was very clear that she wasn't trying to remove him. She was trying to remove Archibald. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And at this point, she just doesn't really have a choice. I mean, he's court appointed and she's incompetent and yeah. she's also indigent. Mm-hmm. So this is a you get what you get situation. You know, yeah. she doesn't get to determine who her attorney is because she can't pay for one. No. The state is paying for one and they will assign one. And so mm-hmm. she's going to have to work with him. I mean, he obviously yeah. is going to do better for her than Means has. It won't take much. Right. Right. She just won't he because he won't be starting all these stupid fights and creating all this bullshit that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with any of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's not going to fall for her stuff. Cranky, you're right. Right. He's not you know, part of whatever this insanity is. Mm -hmm. And that is why she doesn't like him. You guys have not had very much exposure to him yet. And so you don't maybe know, but he is a very cold and detached person. Yeah. I don't have anything negative to say about Archibald at all. I've seen him at work many times. He's very well known in this area. He is a professional. He does his job. The people I know that work in the courthouses that know him, like him, like I have nothing negative to say. He is not fluffy. He is not friendly. He is not your friend. He's your attorney. She's not going to like that. Yeah. No, she's not because he's not susceptible to her manipulation. No. But he will represent her and make sure that she, that her rights are protected, you know, and, you know, so... So what does he do? What's next? Well, at some point, there will have to be a second chair. I mean, he he won't do this case by himself. There's just been no reason for one at this point because the case has stayed. And so until the case is not stayed, probably Archibald will remain alone on the case. And then there will probably be a second chair that's appointed or that he brings on. Because yeah. he, he's not going to do a death penalty case by himself. That doesn't no, happen. No, but I mean, it, all of this is hinging on her competency. Yeah. Everything is waiting on that. Unless we ever hear um, a hearing on Pryor's application to sever the cases. Right. Now, we yeah. know the judge does not want to do it. The prosecutor does not want to do it. But yeah. Pryor has filed to sever the cases. Yes. And so at some point, they are going to have to address that. Yeah. I don't know point. if they just can't until she gets out of yeah. the hospital. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So uh, Cammie said, are we saying that the golden vagina has lost its shine? Yes. Either that, it's likely, or mm-hmm. Jim Archibald just simply does not fall for he has his no. professional blinders on and doesn't fall for the big golden V. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he's an experienced criminal attorney. You know, he's a criminal defense attorney. He, this is not a game for him. No. No. This is his job, you know? As a criminal attorney, I mean, part of what we have seen with Means over and over again is his behavior has uh, just shown back for us the kind of attorney he is because he's not been a criminal attorney. He's been a civil attorney. And all of these technicalities and picking at little things and trying to get lawyers thrown off and all this stuff, that's civil lawyer stuff, not criminal lawyer stuff. No. So, yeah. 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 Just has showed his inexperience and over and over again why he shouldn't have been on this case to begin with. Yeah. Most definitely. Yep. Yep. It's an interesting thought, David. He said her anger for Archibald may make her break and that she'll suddenly wake up and tell the truth and bring Chad down with her. Well, it could Maybe. happen. I mean, Maybe. we have still been waiting, wondering at what point somebody rolls. Right. Because we still think it at some point somebody rolls. Yeah. yeah. Somebody rolls. And I, I still think it's going to be Chad. My money's on Chad. Mm-hmm. That, that's, what, that's why they want to sever the case cases. Mm-hmm. That there's an, an, op- an opportunity coming in which Chad can, you know, place blame on Ori. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they can't do it yet. Cranky says, how and why did Means finally get kicked out? So in a nutshell, the state had filed back in June a request for Means to be disqualified because of the remaining conflict of interest. And between now and then, there has been a gathering of evidence from the judge, from the court working on that, including an interview with Chad Daybell that uh, happened in October with Chad and Mr. Pryor about Mr. Means representing him. Yeah. And he has now brought this ruling down that he is granting the request of the state to remove Mr. Means. Yeah. And it did include also the whole clusterfuck that he caused in October. Yes. Um, you know, saying Lori told him all this stuff, which hello, attorney client privilege dummy. Uh, yeah. you know, he's he's got ethical violations, he's got conflict of interest. There's just a lot here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, fortunately, finally, they've ruled on this mm-hmm. before there really any damage has been done to the case. Because this case Hopefully. is just at the very beginning, you know. Yeah. yeah. Archibald is the golden vagina kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know. There it is. He's not going to buy any of that crap. He, he's, no. you know, he's worked with plenty of Lori Vallows, I'll bet you. Oh, I'll bet he has. Yep. He knows about manipulative women, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Okay. So, David, and thank you for bringing that up because this is something that's been on my mind too. He asked about Zulima and, and I think, was it you or somebody else earlier in the broadcast about the Melanies? Like, when are they going to pay the piper? Uh, Archibald, I don't think Archibald's gay. Archibald's not gay, but I'm quite sure that's he's married. Okay. But, uh, at any rate, It's an interesting question. It's been on my mind for two weeks because there was another grand jury held here about three weeks ago in Fremont County. And And we had said, you know, here in the next 10 days or so, we really expect that uh, if there's going to be more charges, we're going to see more charges. And there wasn't. So we've been very curious about that because what was the new grand jury about? Remember, Mm -hmm. the last grand jury resulted in Capital charges for Lori and Chad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right. And and we had wondered, you know, is this, you know, considering charges for Zulema? Is this, car- mm-hmm. you know, considering charges for the Melanies? We also, yeah. we know that Zulema has at least some um, a conditional immunity agreement in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We've wondered if there are immunity agreements here in Idaho as well, if that's uh, what brought them to testify more mm-hmm. openly in um in the first grand jury, which, you know, brought down the the first degree murder charges. If maybe they, you know, have some immunity already where mm-hmm. something somehow they've gotten a little more honesty out of some of them. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what they've all said, but it, it certainly was enough mm-hmm. to bring down the first degree murder charges. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Interesting. there's a lot of questions here about, mm-hmm. you know, those secondary players, because there are a lot of them. Well, and, you know, in Chad's preliminary, they, uh, Pryor asked Melanie point blank, Melanie Gibb, if, uh, if she had a, an agreement and she said no. So at that point she didn't, we're just not sure now what's well, going but on. She had been, she at that point was still lying about a whole bunch of stuff. A whole bunch of stuff. And we yeah. know from the recorded phone call and a bunch of other stuff that's come out that um, some more things have come out and I, you know, it is a question about, you know, do they now have some kind of immunity agreements? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but I have been curious about the fact that we haven't seen anything come from the grand jury. I know. Maybe it just hasn't come out yet, but last time the grand jury met, it was about five days and the murder charges all rolled out. Yeah. And so I, I'm curious. I am too. I've been watching, you know, keeping an eye on all of our usual sources. Like, come on, let's see what, what did, what came out of that grand jury, but so far nothing. Well, and during the first grand jury, there were lots of sightings. People here in town were seeing at restaurants and stuff. They were seeing the Melanies. They were seeing David Warwick. They were seeing uh, Colby, you know, they, not the Colby, I don't know. Yeah, I think you did testify, but they, you know, they were seeing various uh, players in town. People were messaging me right and left. You guys, people, because they know that we're way into this case. <laughs> I hear stuff all the time. Right. And I was hearing from people constantly, so-and-so's at JB's, so-and-so I just saw, you know, driving down the road or I saw at Walmart. Yeah. We didn't hear a word this time. So no. who was in town? Yeah. Who was called to testify? That's a big question for me. And yeah. we don't know anything. Yeah, I know. And it's yeah. it's been killing me. I just keep waiting and waiting, hoping we're going to get a little more info. But whatever that is, they've not said a word, at least not yet. Yeah. Jessica said, what was the weird note blessing for Alex? Okay. Oh, that was Boy. called a patriarchal blessing. That was a blessing that Chad gave to Alex. So in the Mormon church, there are certain men that are given a specific calling in the church as the patriarch. Usually they're in a certain area like the stake, at least in this area, it's the stake. So the stake patriarch or the ward patriarch, depending on where you live, is the person who gives people a really special blessing at some point. You only get one in your life. It's like a Mormon psychic reading, for lack of a better term. It really is. It really is. It really is. That's how it reads. That's how it feels. And basically, it's like mine, for example, was kind of a, if you follow all the rules and do all the things you're supposed to, you're going to get married in the temple. You're going to have kids. You're going to have a happy home. 
that was kind of the gist of it, right? Yeah. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, probably more than anything, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, at any rate, Chad gave a patriarchal blessing to Alex, which is interesting for a few reasons. First of all, Chad wasn't a patriarch. But, you know, Chad wasn't a lot of things (laughs) that he gave himself the calling to do. But, like, in in the LDS world, it's pretty offensive that he did that because he was uh, a patriarch. Uh, And to have a patriarchal blessing, you have to be found worthy, which means you have to be following all of the rules. You have to be paying your tithing. You have to be going to church. You have to have multiple interviews from bishops. Following the the law of chastity. Following the law of chastity, the word of wisdom, all of those things in order to have that blessing. So anyway, that's what it was. That's what the blessing itself was. The thing that stood out to me, the mo- and I did a whole episode on this, so you can go back and find too, but the thing that jumped out to me the most about that blessing is that he basically told Alex that he would know when it was time to go. Yeah. And he didn't give him that very long before he did, in fact, go. Yeah. Yeah. No, Chad <laughs> was not following the law of chastity. No, but remember, they had ascended above the rules. They were now gods right. who don't have to follow the mere mortals' rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, none of them were following any of the rules. And yeah. in, in no way within that religion was that legit. But it was no. creepy because it basically, it yeah. predicted Alex's death. Mm-hmm. Just and... like he predicted Tammy's death. You know, Chad had been telling people for nine months or, or more. That Tammy was going to die. Uh, he had said most most of the time he'd been in a car accident, but yep. yeah, there had been and Charles' that, death had been and Charles' death. Way. Yeah, so they were predicting things and then facilitating them. Yeah, yeah. Who bonkers business, guys? Totally. But you know, we've been talking for a while. When? When is Mark Means going to get his comeuppance for all of this crap? And we've all known this was coming. Like, you couldn't watch this train wreck and go, this is going to end well. You know? And uh, so here we have it. It's going to be interesting. This case will get quieter. No, No. Tammy was not in a car accident. No. He tried to shoot her. Yeah, he was trying to get her in a car accident when she... I have such a question about this, too. Because he sent her to Utah. This kills me. Chad sent his wife to Utah to see her family shortly before literally. she died. Yeah, literally, like in his mind to say goodbye to them. Uh huh. And told her that she had to go. But he had prophesied that she would be killed in a car accident on that trip. Yeah. Was that car fiddled with? Right. Ball? Right. Was the car. Yeah. I've wondered that too if there was something that he had done that he thought would cause her to have a wreck. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't come. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, and actually, he was, it, he was a little harder to kill than they must have originally thought, actually, because. Right. Because then she was shot at by Alex and then eventually they did kill her. But yeah, but it, it was that whole sending her to Utah to see her family thing was supposed to be the car wreck that she died in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Well, now well, we'll see things get doing. a little bit more. Um, mainstream and procedural in this case and not just a bunch of crazy crap. We're going to find out fast because there is court in the morning. Yes, there is. it's at 10 
uh, we'll stream it. Is it just going to be a bunch of behind the door, you know, behind the scenes stuff? Probably because it's dealing with Lori and her case is stayed and blah, blah, well, blah. Well, and it's but dealing we'll be with here. that subpoena for the state yes. president. Th this was all stuff Mark sent out. So are we really even? Uh... Well, they have to address the yeah. subpoena, I think. Yeah. So, so these we'll were the subpoenas that Mark Means had issued or tried to issue to the state president, to, to Mr. Dowling as well as to the LDS church. Right. Yeah. So I imagine they're just going to be quashed, but um, mm -hmm. we'll see. Who knows? I yeah. mean, at this point, anything could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Karen said that it makes her laugh every time we say, get Lori spiffed up. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us laugh too. It's why we keep saying it. <laughs> oh, and we'll be called Mark a potato. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is a potato. Well, that is what we have for you. I appreciate you all joining us. And this was going to be a pre-recorded episode on a completely different case. But hey, true crime happens and we're here for it. Yes. And we did promise uh, an episode this week about the West Memphis Three. Uh, but because, uh, you know, this happened, we'll bring you the West Memphis Three next week. There is some really interesting stuff happening in that case. There really is. And we certainly will be bringing that for you. So, yeah. We will be back tomorrow night for case mm -hmm. updates, and that is a live stream, mm -hmm. and it's at 7 p.m. Mountain, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll probably know a little more by then, because we've yeah. got court in the well, morning, we'll, so we'll be live yeah. streaming that as well, mm -hmm. and then we'll be back on Thursday night for our very yeah. special Psychic Hour, where our very good friend Kelly McLean will be here, and yes. she will be analyzing the astrological charts of Lori, Chad, and Alex, so it is mm -hmm. All about this freaking case this week. Mm -hmm. So well, she's gonna... deep down the rabbit hole. She's reached out to me this week for lots of dates, um, death dates and things like that. Like she's in it, you guys. This is going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait. It's going to be so interesting. Yeah. So stay tuned. Keep an eye on us because there's a lot more coming. Yeah. And you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care.